Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a monthly podcast series on Ukrainians and their many interesting activities around the world. Today is Wednesday, March 21st, 2018. And I'm pleased to say we have with us today as a guest, Yulia Sichakova, who is the CEO and co-founder of a nonprofit organization by the name of Ukraine Global Scholars Foundation. And I also wanted to mention that when Yulia is not doing her work for the foundation, she actually works full time as an associate with A Ventures Capital, which is where I met her earlier this year when we were doing some work together online. So welcome, Yulia. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, thank you, Michael, for the introduction. And I'm very pleased to be here and uh, speak about our um, foundation. Great. So maybe we can start off with how and why uh, you co-founded this organization. Uh, I believe that you did it back when, in 2016 or 2015? It was 2015. We are three years old already. Hard to believe, but yes. Right. Um, yeah, so in 2015, um, I co-founded this organization together with my co-founder, uh, Michael Lemis. Um, basically, the reason why we did that uh, was uh, twofold. Uh, first of all, both Michael and I, uh, we went, uh, we got our education abroad, and all of the volunteers, great global scholars, they also pursued their degree in the States, and uh, they got full financial aid when they studied, studied abroad. So when Michael and I came, came back to Ukraine, we uh, saw that there are a lot of talented students, there are a lot of talent in the country in general, and, but uh, very few students have a chance uh, to get the best uh, education because of the limited knowledge about such opportunities and also because they don't have the financial means. And uh, both Michael and I were working at the time in Ukraine, and we also saw that uh, Ukraine lacks talented managers and talented uh, visionaries, uh, leaders who can drive the country forward, who think not only about today and tomorrow, but who think about the future of the country in, say, tens of years from now. And we thought that uh, it would be great if we could help a uh, whole generation or a few generations of uh, talented young students from Ukraine to get the best education so that they can come back to Ukraine and uh, become true, truly globally-minded leaders in Ukraine um, five, ten years after they finish their degree uh, in the States. So that was the first reason. And the second reason um, was that when uh, we were applying to uh, American universities, uh, there were a whole bunch of other students and volunteers who went through the same process, and they helped us with with certain information on how we can actually apply and get some financial aid from the top universities in the world. So by doing this organization, by founding it, we wanted to pay it forward. Um, so these are, yeah, these are basically the two reasons why we founded this organization um, three years ago. So Yulia, I'm curious about your own experience as a Ukrainian studying in the U.S. 
from your background on LinkedIn, it looks like you graduated from the University of Pennsylvania in 2011. Right. So how did you find going to school at, at UPenn? What was it like for you? What what were the challenges? What, you know, how exciting was it? What did you study? And uh, how easy or difficult was it uh, to get your uh, undergraduate education in, a, in an American environment? Um, it's a great question. It wasn't actually my first uh, time in the States. Uh, before Penn, I was an exchange student. Um, I was a member of a FLAX organization, uh, which is an organization that's sponsored by U.S. government, um, again, for students from the developing world. We can go to the States and stay with the, whole, with the host family and go to the high school in the States for one year. So I've done that, and that was my first experience with the States. And uh, I, through that experience, I learned about different educational opportunities. And I was always a very good student, so I wanted to, to kind of get the best education, and I tried to apply, and I got admitted to Penn, got full financial aid, and joined the class, and joined Penn in 2007. Um, it was a very exciting time. Um, I guess it was a little bit easier for me because it wasn't my first time in the States and I already knew English pretty well, but it was still, of course, uh, kind of uh, both exciting and very challenging. Uh, I studied economics and I also took a lot of classes in political science and I learned Spanish while I was banned. learned a little bit of Portuguese, uh, uh, took classes in psychology, business from working school. Um, it was very exciting time. I guess the most kind of the, the thing that I appreciate the most about my education is that it really changed the way I think about things. And this is something that you cannot gain just by attending online classes or by um, you know studying the same textbooks as uh, students do in those universities. So the network. The smart people around you definitely play a role in the way you kind of shape your thoughts um, and your ability to think about you know, global trends, um, your ability to form new creative ideas, um, understanding of the work career, and so forth. So, it's, uh, yeah, it was actually a great investment in terms of time. Very interesting. So circling around back to your foundation, I understand that it's a nonprofit incorporated in, in the U.S.? That's correct. We actually have a 501c3 status. Um, it's the official nonprofit status in the States. Right. And it's, it's Boston-based? Uh, yes, currently it's Boston-based because my co-founder is based there. But uh, before that, we went to Philadelphia. But it, it doesn't really matter um, in terms of the physical location because all of the education happens online. And in terms of the um, the students that you try to help, the high school students, it looks like in 2017 there were 17 finalists for the program. Is that correct? Yeah, there were a little bit more than that. But some of them uh, dropped out for various reasons, for example, some issues with health. So in total, uh, yes, at the end, there were 17 students who applied this year. And of those 17, how many actually got placed at U.S. universities? So right now we have the statistics only for the boarding schools. They came out on March 10th. Uh, we had 14 students that applied to boarding schools this year. 
and 13 out of 14 students get admitted to top boarding schools, such as Joe, Deerfield, uh, Cheshire, NMH. These are really amazing uh, prep boarding private schools in the States. And together they won, I think, about three or four million dollars in scholarships. So when you say boarding schools, that, that sounds like uh, high school to me. Right. So um, the students, um, if the student is under, I would say, 17 um, in Ukraine, they can, we advise them to apply to a uh, boarding school, private boarding school in the States. Um, and if the student is over 17 and has already graduated from a Ukrainian high school, then we advise them to apply to colleges directly. The reason why we're doing that is because, first of all, it's a little bit easier to get into school. Secondly, it's more beneficial to the student. Um, the school really has the foundation to teach them, you know, English, to kind of set them in the right um, environment so they're more prepared to join college. And when they do join college, they can participate more actively. They already know more about American culture. They can be much more successful. So if a student from Ukraine applies directly to, say, Harvard or Penn or Princeton and gets admitted, he has, um, he has a few months of, uh, you know, adaptation uh, to American culture. He still has to tune his language. He has to lose a little bit of accent. Uh, and sometimes this process takes a while and the students cannot take as much as they uh, could have from, from that experience. So the prep school really, first of all, prepares them for the college. Secondly, uh, it's, uh, uh, it, it makes the experience of going to college much more uh, beneficial to them. So it sounds like most of your finalists then actually went to prep schools first and then on to college. Yes. So uh, right now we, we, we um, make, yeah, right now we focus mostly on high school. Most of our students go to high school and then to college. So this year we will have about four finalists that are going to apply to colleges. And we do not, we do not know the um, results yet because they come out usually by the end of March and beginning of April. So we established a very good relationships with about 30 best, uh, some of the best uh, boarding schools in the States. So that makes it a little bit easier for us to place those students. And the schools in the States already know our name. They know what Ukraine Global Scholars stands for. They know the quality of students because some of them are already studying in those schools. So they, they welcome new students from us because we prevent them, we select them, we teach them, we mentor them. So by the time they reach the school, they're very, you know, high potential and very well prepared uh, students in the class. So is the foundation providing the students with complete uh, financial aid for these boarding schools? Um, we actually, uh, what we do is that we select the students uh, and we have very high competition. For example, last year we received 500 applications and selected only 20 students. This year we expect about 1,000 applications and we're still going to select about 20 students. So we select them. Uh, after we select them, we teach them, uh, all we, teach, we prepare them for the standardized test such as SAT, TOEFL, SAT subject test, all they need in order to apply to a school. And then we host a seminar for them in, uh, usually it happens in Western Ukraine, last year was in Yeremchev, uh, where during the 10 days we teach them the whole application process. 
We develop individual strategies on how to apply. We teach them about gateway application, common application, how to write American essays, or how to write the resumes. We write those things for them. And after that, we mentor them one-on-one -on -one throughout the entire application process, and we pay for their tests and for their applications to school. Now, our students are so talented and so unique that they qualify for full financial aid, uh, which is usually very competitive. Only a few students can get it at each particular school each year, international students. And um, our students do get those full financial rights that usually cover their tuition, their boarding, their meals, even sometimes a ticket back home to Ukraine once or twice a year, insurance, books, and so forth. So we do not pay for their education in the States, but we pay for the entire uh, application process and make sure they do get the full financial aid from the, from, from the school. And so how do students in Ukraine find out about your program? Do you have some sort of active outreach or marketing and promotion to high school students in Ukraine? Yes, uh, we do. Um, we already have a strong brand, but it doesn't mean that all the schools and students know about us. Um, we have a very active Facebook group. We uh, write articles, interviews in Ukrainian press, such as Osvita.ua, Ukrainska uh, Pravda, and other editions that, um, uh, that cover uh, that most of the people in Ukraine read. Uh, we also had some of the news channels uh, interviewed us, and uh, uh, and uh, they saw like multiple videos about our foundation. Uh, so that a lot of people found out about us. We're also in touch with different groups of students that win different competitions in Ukraine, such as Olympiads in different subjects, uh, because uh, Olympiads actually uh, benefit. Uh, Olympiads can be a great selling point to the schools. So uh, we, we also partner with a bunch of organizations in education that spread the word about us. Yulia, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I would like you to share with our audience how they can find out more information about Ukraine Global Scholars. Uh, sure. Uh, you can uh, go to our website, www.ukraineglobalscholars.org. Um, there is a lot of information on the website. You can also join our Facebook group, which is very active. We post a lot of stories about the news of our foundation, the news of the students that are already studying the States. And Yulia, if anyone in the audience would like to donate to your organization, how can they do that? Um, there are multiple ways to donate. You can donate through our website. Again, um, you can get in contact with me. Uh, there is an email on our website, apply at ukraineglobalscholars.com, and I will respond to that email and walk you through um, how to donate. But the easiest way would be just to go to the website and click the button donate. We'd really appreciate your help uh, if you're interested in supporting what we're doing. Thank you so much, Yulia. Uh, it's a wonderful organization and you're doing fantastic work with the Ukrainian students. We have been speaking with Yulia Sichikova, the CEO and co-founder of Ukraine Global Scholars Foundation. And this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Krenitsia, The Well, a podcast series on Ukraine and Ukrainians around the world. Until next time, that's all for now.